0: Up ahead all hope, listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks, Old Man Grognard here. It's a Friday. I don't know what it is like out there, but it looks sunny, so it should be fun. Well, I hope you're all doing well on this day, and... No emails, no voicemails, so let's just dive right into it. This is going to be kind of a gripe session, or a wine session, I guess, I don't know. I was inspired by John of Red Dice Diaries' episode about just get to the damn game, about fluff, too much fluff in a role-playing game and I'm going to extend that to, like, supplements and adventures. I feel your pain, and I came up with a few pet peeves of mine, and number one is fiction in RPGs, which wasn't even was talking about. I don't mind a good short story or something like that, but if you're going to start your role-playing game with something like that, just to get people into the feel of it, that's usually the goal get immersion, keep it to like one or two pages because I'd like to jump into the game right away if I'm already if if I've already picked up the book you already got me interested Uh, review copies notwithstanding even then I would like to get to the game and doing a five or six page short story at the beginning and the middle and the end is not the way to keep my interest it really isn't I I'm thinking this probably started with Oh, Round World of Darkness, Vampire, all that. That's what kind of started that. Which leads into my second gripe. And this and this goes to almost to the core of why I don't like later editions like 4th, 5th, even 3rd. Too much production value. You can get to the point where you have too much the game books these days, and I'm talking about the game books of the majors like Watsy and Pazio. You've got you look what looks like you got glorified coffee table books with the price to match, and I I want to be able to use my books, you know, write in them, and they're too pretty. You guys. I don't know why you do it that way, but well I kind of know to sell books but there's a lot of other smaller games and indie games out there that do more with less I'd rather see a two column a two column layout with some black and white pictures in it than this glorious hardbound beautifully you know beautiful pages beautiful artwork wonderful and I think that and some of the artwork is Damn gorgeous! But I don't want it in my game book. I appreciate it. But I just feel like it should be in, like I said, a coffee table book. Like The Art of D&D or The Art of Pathfinder or something like that. You know, that kind of thing. Then again, if it was in those books, it would have been the other one first. Anyway, I'm sort of rambling on about that. But I think you get the point. And I think that started started way back in 2nd edition. End of 2nd edition. I mean... Once you got into the second edition of AD&D, you started to get production value, which was good. But it was still readable. It was still usable. The th- you know things like the 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 player's handbook or the DMG. That was like beautiful. It was it was just the right balance. Some face plates, uh, two three columns, and if I can't write in my book, what's the point? I just don't for adventures or supplements or even main rule books. I want to be able to do notes in them. Now everybody says, "Well, you just get Post-it notes." I don't want to. I don't want to fiddle with Post-it notes. I don't want to. You know, a few a dozen Post-it notes every time I open the book. They, you know, they poof, they come out because the the backing's worn or something, and they can get lost things like that. And, you know, Post-it notes fine, but if I had a set of five e-books. I don't want to write in them. I really don't. And sometimes that goes into the nicer indie books, like I just did *Swordfish Islands* as a review, or rather *Hot Springs Island*. Sorry. And I looked at the books, and one of them was supposed to be for the players, and you encourage them to to write in it, and you know, do their own do their own thing. It's like oh, I don't want them to write. This is a also I take the cost account. This is a forty dollar book. I don't want to write in my book. I'm gonna make. I'll make. I'll go to. I'll go to a copy store and make a copy of this book with off the PDF. I'm not going to let them do that. So that's a that is a problem. It it really is to me. My other gripe is funny dice. Now that is funny me saying funny dice because D&D has funny dice, but I'm talking about the standard array of anything other than the standard array of dice you use in a role-playing game. I am not talking about the occasional D30 or God knows D100. I don't even know what that's used for. I don't know what the use of that is for. I used to have one and I got rid of it because it's just, it's like a golf ball. You just roll it. It keeps rolling. And I'm not talking about things like fate dice because that's an easy conversion of a D6. If you don't have it, I know how to do it with a D6 and you can make the argument that there's also formulas for other funny dice like d7s and d3s and things like that but i it's uh, i don't want to think about that. it's too much brain work uh, you know I, I that was my that was one of my main it is still kind of one of my main gripes about dungeon crawl classics why do i have to run out and get another set of dice for this You you don't need these funny dice. If you're doing it just to be different, that's stupid. But, you know, there it is. Okay, another great. Big monster stats. And what I'm talking about is, take the ordinary stat block. What is it? Maybe three, four lines. When you got a whole page of going through the monster with the ecology, thank you, second edition, it was a nice try. It was a nice idea, but it just, in the later editions of D&D, it just got more ridiculous. Uh, and they have all these special powers and abilities and things you got to note on, and I, if I can't do it in a line or two, I don't want to deal with it. I really don't. I, I just don't want to deal with it. All right, so far, those have been kind of petty, I think, anyway. But there they are. I guess this is what you get when I don't have a plan for an episode. But it leads me into my final pet peeve. GMs without a plan. You should, as a GM, always have a plan for a game. Even if you have to take a few minutes and plan it out. Now, I'm not saying that there's an ideal situation for every game. What I mean is, not every game you can sit there and do days of prep and then do the game. I mean, there are times when people go, hey, we're bored. Can we play some d d or something? And they look at you going, you got a game? You, can you run a game for us? Uh, so, so you're obliged to. And... That's okay. You could still come up with a plan, even if you have to just sit down and think about it for a few. Maybe you've got some books that you could rely on that you could roll up on some charts or something like that. But come up with a plan. Don't sit there and say, okay, bring your characters. I'll put you in a desert. You'll wander around the desert and do nothing. There is nothing going on. And you can tell by the flop sweat behind the screen that you're desperately, or the GM is desperately trying to come up with something for you guys to do. And it doesn't work, or he's flipping through a lot of books and things like that. First of all, take a deep breath. Tell them, give me 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, depending on how much time they'll allot you, and sit down and write something, no matter how simple it is. Whatever the goal is, it can be very, it's just be a dungeon delve. Grab a map and go and just populate it. Take, take the damn 1E DMG and populate your dungeon and go. Something like that. You, you, this is, this is what the GM does. This is the whole point of it. Yes, it's nice to have days and weeks of planning, but if you don't, come up with a plan. I still recommend Psy Flourish's the Lazy Dungeon Master because he breaks it down to an index card that you just start writing out. You start writing out, boom, boom, boom. This is why I do bullet points because I just need a line, 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 line. And I, for one, do not mind box text because I can always paraphrase it and reduce it to a bullet chart if I have to, if I want to, which is why another reason why I want to be able to write in my books. I am a avid user of the highlighter. And if I can't write it down to bullet points in the book, I'll just take a highlighter and highlight the pertinent things like for the rest of the adventure and just do it that way. Same with my own notes. Anyway, those are some of my pet peeves of game mastering. And if you've got a few, go ahead and tell me about it. Leave a message here on Anchor or send me an email. I'd love to have an email. I never get emails. It's oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Well, time to start the day. So, until we get together next time, keep the dice warm. And I'll see you later. (laughs) Bye-bye.